on 18 September, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau claimed links between India and the killing of Canada-based Sikh separatist leader in June, escalating diplomatic tensions with India. Welcome to a podcast by International SOS, the leading health and security risk services company. I'm your host, Zabia Faak, and I have with me John McMurray, our lead security analyst for North America and the Caribbean, and Anugya Chitranj, our lead security analyst for South Asia. We will discuss the heightened India-Canada diplomatic tensions and its implications. So Anugya, can you briefly talk about what's the impact on Canadian nationals and interest in India and for those planning to travel to India? I'd like to start off by emphasizing that normal travel to India can continue for all, including Canadian nationals with valid visas. New Indian visa application services have been suspended for Canadian nationals until further notice. However, this does not impact Indian nationals and overseas citizenship of India, which is OCI card holders traveling from Canada to India. Flights to and from Canada remain operational. The current developments on ground in India, which we will discuss in a bit, do not indicate a heightened security risk for Canadian nationals and interests here. Building on what Anugya just shared about India, John, how would these developments affect Indian nationals and their interests in Canada and those traveling to Canada? So at the moment, we're not expecting to see significant disruption for Indian nationals, either in or traveling to Canada. Over the past several days, the Canadian government has been looking to de-escalate tensions with India. As such, we are not expecting the Canadian government to take reciprocal actions, either by halting visa processes for Indian nationals or for adding any other types of travel restrictions. Additionally, we have not seen any evidence of threats to Indian nationals in the country. That being said, we are expecting to see protests by Sikh separatists near especially Indian diplomatic missions over the coming days. It's interesting that Canada and India both revised their travel advisories recently. Can you share more details? Canada revised their travel restrictions on 18 September and now recommend that Canadian nationals traveling to India exercise a high degree of caution. The Indian Ministry of External Affairs issued a travel advisory on 20th September for Indian nationals in Canada and those looking to travel to Canada to exercise utmost caution and remain vigilant. They have advised against traveling to areas where anti-India protests are known to take place. An international SOS assesses that despite these changes, there's no indication of an increased security threat to those in both countries or who are looking to travel there. What do you think led to this escalation in tensions between India and Canada? The latest period of tension follows the June killing of Canadian citizen and prominent Sikh separatist Hardeep Singh Nijar while he was in his truck outside a Sikh temple in Surrey. In a speech to Parliament on 18 September, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau stated that intelligence suggests that there are credible allegations that the Indian government was involved with the killing. However, the Canadian government has not yet made these details public. The claim by Prime Minister Trudeau, as well as the expulsion of an Indian diplomat believed to be associated with the intelligence community, has resulted in an escalation of diplomatic tension between the two countries. And then the following day, Trudeau said that his intent was not to provoke India and asked them to cooperate in the investigation. On 19 September, the Indian Ministry of External Affairs expelled a senior Canadian diplomat from India 
they also asked canada to reduce its diplomatic workforce in india in line with the indian diplomatic strength in canada on 21 september the canadian government announced that it would adjust high commission staffing in india after citing threats made over social media anugya can you give us a bit of historical context about the sikh separatist movement in india and could you briefly touch on its origin and evolution The Sikh separatist movement emerged in India's Punjab state in the 1980s as an armed insurgency. It lasted several years until the government managed to suppress it with security operations. There is no active insurgency in Punjab now and the remnants of the separatist movement do not enjoy any significant support in the state. Though separatist sentiments exist in a portion of the Sikh diaspora in countries such as the US, UK, Canada and Australia. Building on that, John, could you provide an overview of what has happened in Canada and their position in this matter? Canada has one of the largest Sikh diasporas outside of India, with around 2% of the country identifying with the group. Now, within this population, there are organizations and individuals who are active in the Sikh separatist movement. In recent years, we have seen protests by Sikh separatists, particularly outside Indian diplomatic missions or coinciding with visits by high-profile Indian officials. Some of these demonstrations have also seen isolated clashes between rival pro and anti-independence activists. There have also been instances of vandalism targeting Hindu temples. These issues have previously resulted in instances of increased tension between the Canadian and Indian governments. This year we have seen increased tensions following separatist demonstrations in March, June, and July. Indian officials have previously called on Canada to limit what it sees as actions that could endanger Indian security. And similarly, they have called for extradition of Sikh separatists that they believe are linked to extremist activity in India. In the immediate and short term, John, what can we expect to see regarding the situation in Canada? Let me first start by saying that we do not expect the increased tensions to result in instances of violence targeting Indian nationals in Canada. The primary concern for workforce in the country comes from planned demonstrations. A pro-separatist group, Six for Justice, is intending to hold protests outside the Indian High Commission in Ottawa as well as the consulates in Toronto and Vancouver. Given the recent developments, these demonstrations are expected to be well attended. We are also expecting heightened security measures around these demonstrations, potentially resulting in nearby transportation disruption. Rallies are expected to be peaceful, though the charged nature of these demonstrations, as well as the recent developments, increase the likelihood of isolated clashes between activists and counter-protesters. On the diplomatic front, the Canadian government in recent days has been looking to de-escalate diplomatic tensions. Barring further escalations, we are not expecting to see the Canadian government halt visa processing or institute any travel restrictions for Indians coming into the country. There is the potential, however, that the visa process might slow due to increased security vetting. Anugya, what do you think about the security risks in India related to the ongoing tensions? We do not see any heightened security risks for Canadian nationals and interests in India. as john said based on findings in the canadian investigation and what is made public the situation is likely to evolve over the coming weeks protests in india are likely to be triggered by developments in canada so we can speculate that while strong leadership could help deescalate this tension in the mid term the issue will persist 
India will continue to pressure Canada through diplomatic channels and multinational platforms to act on six separatists. Looking ahead, John, what's your assessment of the situation? And how do you foresee it impacting both Indian and Canadian interests and security? We are not expecting the security environment for Indian nationals in Canada to be affected in the long term. While diplomatic tensions between the two countries are likely to remain high, this is unlikely to result in direct impact to staff and operations. However, flare-ups are possible, particularly as more information associated with the investigation is released. Our subscribers can contact the nearest International SOS Assistance Centre for country-specific advice prior to travel. Thank you, John and Anugya, for your assessment and insight. To all our listeners, please remember that International SOS is your reliable source for up-to-date information and assistance on various global situations. Explore our website, internationalsos.com, for our extensive security information products, as well as our network of assistance centers available to subscribers 24-7. Until next time, stay safe, stay informed.